Started in the midst of the pandemic, the founder of Hydronique Hydration, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing constant headaches. A landmark research study published early during the pandemic showed that up to 81% of frontline healthcare workers developed new headaches, mainly because of their PPE, personal protective equipment like face masks and face shields, which prevented them from eating and drinking properly while on the job. He would leave work tired, dehydrated, and burnt out. The founder looked for a healthy drink with all the necessary vitamins and minerals, but with no sugar, something that was keto-friendly and healthy, but most powdered drinks on the market have a ton of sugar and caffeine. That's why he created Hydronique Hydration, sugar-free, keto-friendly, plant-based, antioxidant-rich, electrolyte powder packets for daily use containing all the essential vitamins and minerals with a refreshing taste. Their product contains elderberry, which has immune-boosting properties for support during cold and flu season. Hydronique Hydration electrolyte powder packets can also fit in your bag or suitcase when traveling. Remember traveling? So if you're having trouble with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day in 2022, but want a sugar-free, keto-friendly vitamin drink, give Hydronique Hydration a try. There are 30 electrolyte powder packets in a pouch, perfect for a one-month supply. You can visit the website www.hydroniquehydration.com. That's www.hydroniquehydration.com. It's the word hydration and unique mashed together. That's www.hydroniquehydration.com. Or search for Hydronique Hydration on Amazon.com, where they are offering a $10 discount coupon at checkout for the next week. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Dan's Dabble and Babble. I am hobbling to you a couple days late. It was a holiday weekend. I maximized the time that I had off work and ended up with a little bit of an injury. All of that and more to come on this episode of Dan's Dabble in Babble. That's right, folks. I have a little bit of a history with back stuff. And this weekend, I injured myself playing pickleball, which I thought was supposed to be a sport for more geriatric folks than me. But I'm not the only one who sustained a pickleball injury 
this weekend. Another young person sustained a pickleball injury, and I'm not going to air anybody else's medical history out on the podcast. But gee whiz, I, um, you know, a few years ago, I was playing with my niece and tossing her up in the air and, uh, you know, things of that sort. And I threw out my back and uh, when I threw out my back that time, I, I was on the ground and I could not stand up. Like it was legitimately one of the scariest moments I can recall because I, I genuinely could not move my legs. I was in so much pain. And so this weekend I was playing pickleball, playing singles pickleball. And, uh, there was a point that I won and I just hit the return on one ball. And it was a lot of, you know, starting and stopping. And I just stopped suddenly to hit the ball and I just felt it in my back and, you know, kind of hobbled over to the side, drank some water. I really wanted to push through and continue playing the match, but I couldn't. Uh, I could still walk. I still walked to my car and everything, and, and it was ultimately fine. But back injuries are no joke. And, and you know, I always have had kind of this thing with my back. I, you know, I think being a taller person, there's a lot of things that really are not designed for you. I don't know what the sweet spot is in terms of height, probably somewhere to like 5'8 to 5'10, where you're tall enough that like you're not really inconvenienced by being short, but you can still sit comfortably in a chair. I'm six foot two and I found, I find that any chair that I sit in, I'm just slouching over and there's not really a chair that's designed for my comfort, uh, which is really frustrating because, you know, I want to work on my posture. I want to have better posture, but I feel like my back is always aching even when I haven't done something directly to injure it. Just because, you know, like my office chair, uh, the office chair I have right now is actually pretty comfortable, um, but a lot of times I'm in a place where I'm sitting at a stool in front of my room and it's just whatever height the stool is, I'm hunched weirdly and it's really, I feel like doing a number on my back. Uh, so that was very frustrating and disconcerting. I was, I was satiated, satiated is not the word. I was comforted by the fact that I was able to walk off and, you know, I was able to go to work today just fine and walk around. And I think it's going to be tender for a few days, but I think I'm going to be kind of back to full function relatively quickly. But I don't know. It's, 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 there's nothing as debilitating as a back injury because you don't realize how much it impacts everything that you do. I mean, like putting on clothes, opening doors, uh, just anytime you have to bend over to put your shoes and socks on in the morning, there's just a lot uh, that your back does for you. And I'm very sensitive to this. My older brother um, has had two back surgeries and it's to the point where he can't really run anymore. And for me, running is not only how I stay in shape, but it's such an escape for me. Um, you know, I, I do like going to the gym, but that's a different kind of thing. Um, so going to the gym is honestly, um, it's somewhat akin to swimming where like while you're in your set, you're in it and you're doing it. Um, swimming is really intense cardio and 
you know, you, you do kind of lose yourself while you're swimming. And, and part of the advantage of swimming, though, why I think why I would classify it as totally different than running is the whooshing of water past your ears kind of drowns everything else else out and, and forces you to be with your thoughts. So it's a very different experience than running, where when I'm running, I will just like completely zone out. And I always run with music or a podcast in. I, I really find it difficult to run without that. Uh, but a lot of times I will completely zone out and not know what I'm listening to. And it's just a different type of escape uh, because I feel like in, in some ways I'm very in tune with my body, but it's just the time is so ephemeral when I run. And I don't find that with swimming or any other exercise. I'm very cognizant of the time that's passing when I swim or I lift weights. But running is just such an escape. And my older brother who has had these back surgeries basically can't run anymore. And so one, I'm like from um, a general health and uh, self-esteem point of view, I'm worried about if I would not be able to run, what other repercussions that would have. But also just for a mental health aspect, it is such a release to just go on a nice long run. So I don't know, I, I might be coming to you a little bit more anxious than normal this week, uh, partly because it's a later episode than normal and partly because I'm just kind of, I just want my back to feel better. Uh, but after sleeping on it last night, like I was able to get to sleep fine. So I'm, I'm hopeful that you know, one more night of, of good sleep and we'll, we'll be good to go. Uh, but you know, we'll cross that bridge as it comes, I suppose. So, you know, I hope you guys all had an enjoyable president's day. Hopefully you got some time off work and some time to relax. So I was very heartened this President's Day. Uh, my best friend and his wife, who is also a very good friend of mine, finally came to visit me. And I say finally, it's been a long running joke with us that they always expect me to visit them and they never visit me. So the joke is, is that they pick me up from airports and that's our relationship. Um, but uh, what has really happened is, so, uh, the friend that's visiting me was my, we were, we became friends in college. He was my roommate, my senior year. Um, and then after I moved to Milwaukee, he moved to Milwaukee about six months after I did. So we lived in Milwaukee together for a couple of years. We weren't roommates in Milwaukee, just, uh, living in the same city. Uh, and, then he kind of abruptly moved to Colorado, where he met his now wife, who ironically was originally from Milwaukee. Uh, and so I would visit him in Colorado a lot. And then he would occasionally be in town in Milwaukee while I was there because they would be visiting her family uh, or what have you. Um, and... Then I moved to the suburbs of Chicago, and it wasn't really, there was never really a good time or a good reason for him to visit me. I wasn't there very long, uh, is part of that. And then I've been here for uh, just shy of two years now, and they were supposed to visit me this time last year, but they ended up buying a house, and so. Obviously, they didn't have the time or the money in the middle of buying the house to come visit me. Uh, but now they both work remotely, so they uh, kind of very abruptly decided that uh, they 
were done with the cold and snow of Indiana and about a week ago asked me if they could come visit. And I said, sure. And here they are. And we've had a really nice time. It's uh, certainly really heartening, especially at this point that I've been here long enough that I really feel like this is my home. Uh, It's really nice to be able to take people around and show so many things that you enjoy. So last Friday, uh, we all had a work from home day. So they work fully remote. So they've been working while they're here. Um, uh, but I had a uh, very rare work from home day. So it was uh, kind of fun to all be at my place working from home on Friday. And then we took the ferry that goes from St. Pete to Tampa, which was great for me because I've always wondered, uh, not wondered, but I've always wanted to, to take that, but never had a real reason to. It's always just made more sense for me to drive over to Tampa. I mean, I'm in Tampa a lot um, for some obvious reasons. And uh, But the ferry is really nice. I mean, there's a full bar with refreshments and snacks. Uh, we were on the second deck. Uh, and so you've got this great view. It was a beautiful day uh, just to be on the bay. And the ferry takes you over to Tampa. And so we um, met my boyfriend in Tampa, uh, went and kind of showed them around some of uh, the spots that we really like in Tampa. Stayed the night over there and then spent the weekend in St. Pete. And, you know, it's, it's, um, I think one of the reasons why we're friends is, you know, there's people who can go along to get along. And then there's people who have to be control. And in our friendship, uh, we know when to seed control. And so when I visit Trey and Julia, Uh, now they live in Indiana and we kind of inevitably just end up staring at each other. Like, what should we do? Um, but we're both from Indiana. Um, and he does not live in our hometown. He lives in Indianapolis now. Uh, but Indianapolis is still, you know, my thing with Indianapolis is the most that you can say about Indianapolis is it's fine. I mean, like if you want to make it work, you can definitely make it work. Like if I were committed to being in Indianapolis to be closer to family and closer to some friends, I'm certain that I could find my spaces there and I'm certain that I could make myself happy. Although the more I live and the more that I experience, I really don't know how much that is true. I think that's a little bit of a lie that I tell myself because, you know, for so long I told myself that I could be happy anywhere and I really was to an extent. I was happy in my hometown. I was happy in college. Uh, With the circumstances that I was dealing with, I was happy in Milwaukee. You know, a lot of my misery in Milwaukee was grad school related, which is very normal when you're going through grad school, um, especially in the type of environment that I was going through grad school in. But I was never really just authentically happy and fulfilled. And so I don't know if that's because I'm at a place now where I just really authentically love my job and I love the opportunities that my job brings. I love the coworkers at my job. I have started to really develop a community here. I have friends here. Um, I have a wonderful boyfriend that I've met here. 
So certainly all of those things are aspects, but also each of those things individually is not enough for me to truly be happy. But I think, and I've, and I spoke about this in the episode that I interviewed Darren Charles, where, you know, putting distance, and I mean real distance from where I grew up and, and the expectations, it really liberated me to be able to evaluate, you know, what do I want and, and what is the authentic life that I want to live? Because when I am a plane ride away from family um, at best, uh, at worst, a 15-hour drive, I have to make decisions for myself. I have to do what I think is right, and I can you know, talk to my parents for input. I'm very lucky that they are able to provide that input and that we have a great relationship. But, you know, ultimately, it's me that has to deal with my stuff, whatever that is. I have to deal with, you know, my my work decisions, my personal decisions, all of that. And I just feel like there is something about this area and being away and being physically away um, from home that has really allowed me to follow paths that are truly authentic to me and I've I've never been more fulfilled or happier than than I am now and I'm very relieved to say that and so that is that's really made this trip with my friends here all the more special because you know they've remarked a couple of times how incredible it is and how I just kind of I'm just different because I'm happier and and different in a good way. I mean, our friendship is still very much the same that it always is, is, you know, so Trey and I would um, often isolate ourselves from other people. We called it our pedantries. Um, So the portmanteau of our names, Dan and Trey, Dan Tree, pedantry, um, you know, it's, <laughs> you have to really want to believe it's there, but it's there, uh, where we just kind of go off and um, go on our little tangents. There's one very memorable moment uh, where our good friend Isaac in college, we were talking, Trey and I, about what it would mean for a base 11 number system. So just a b- brief background, uh, the number system that we know is base 10. So every 10 kind of resets the unit uh, for uh, lack of better terms. I'm, I'm not using the correct terminology. I'm not a mathematician. I'm sorry. But but so we go from 10, 20, 30, every 10 it changes. So base 11 would be like instead of every 10, every 11 it would change. And we probably spent about two hours talking about the implications of that. And we were getting frustrated because it's really hard to wrap your mind around any sort of uh, base numbering system that's not base 10. And our friend Isaac was there witnessing it. And he was like, I just, I, I'm done. I can't, I can't listen to you guys anymore. And those are the kinds of, of things that we would do all the time. So um, it was very much that vibe on this trip where we would just kind of be off in our own ridiculousness. And one thing I really appreciate about his wife is that she's always gone right along. And uh, Michael very much, um, that's my boyfriend, uh, very much uh, went along uh, with this as well. And I mean, he's he's met them before briefly. Uh, he went with me to their wedding, uh, which was absolutely wonderful. You can hear all about that on my episode, a Milwaukee Wedding Extravaganza. 
but it was great uh, for them to be able to spend time together too. Cause it's just like, uh, it's nice to have these different important people in your life uh, be able to meet and spend time and to show around and just be like, you know, I, I didn't just end up in a place. Um, I, I, you know, my career is very much a random walk. I, uh, when I started college, did not think that I would go into high school education, um, but was just kind of through a series of being open to possibilities where I felt like I would be able to share my talents and felt like I would be able to grow and be happy and be fulfilled, I kind of ended up in St. Petersburg, Florida with this job that I love uh, and in this community that I uh, just really love so much. So uh, it's very, it's just very rewarding to be able to to show people around like that. And there's a lot of pressure on being a host too. So, you know, like you have to uh, come up with, you know, all of the meals and what we're going to do. And so, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm very lucky that I live in St. Petersburg where there is no shortage of things to do. And, you know, whether it's like going out and having a nice dinner or just kind of hanging at my place and getting in the hot tub, it's just been a really nice relaxing weekend and I and I really want to for myself just reflect on that and recognize that you know I've got people that are willing to fly across the country to see me and um, our friendship has even with distance and lots of distance and lots of distance for many years our friendship is still very strong and still very special and you know that's that's not that that's that can be a rare thing and to to have that kind of relationship, I think, is is very special and something that I certainly don't want to take for granted. Um, so, you know, they're they're still here uh, at the time that I'm recording this. They're going to be uh, leaving tomorrow, but it's 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 been really nice to have them. Absolutely. I also want to say that it feels really nice to be able to host people comfortably as well. So fans of the podcast will know that I record this in my guest bedroom. So that's obviously where my friends have been staying. And they're out to dinner with some other friends that I believe are visiting um, somewhere near here. So I took this opportunity to uh, kind of quickly record this podcast episode. Um, But you know, it's nice to be able to uh, give people they have their own guest bedroom, their own guest bathroom. Like that's just really satisfying too. To to really be able to host people comfortably, it really is kind of one of those moments where it's like, okay, I am doing well. My friends are doing well. This is just a really nice opportunity for us to reflect on all of the good things that we have in our lives and just really enjoy them and share them and enjoy them together. Um, You know, so much of travel, I think, is about food and about who you're with. And so it's kind of made me laugh. Basically, at every turn, my friend Trey has been like, where's the next Cuban sandwich? Uh, To the point where as soon as I got home from work, he had me drive him to the Southeast Market, uh, where I took him a couple of days ago for lunch just so we could get another Cuban sandwich, which is just like, you know, he's eating up the sunshine, uh, eating up 
um, this place, which I mean, again, it's like, it's, 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 it's such a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place to visit, but it's even more of a wonderful place to live. And so, you know, showing them around the pier and just really kind of showing them really the magic of St. Petersburg, uh, has been really rewarding and really fruitful. And again, just like having, having people that you care about able to blend with other people that you care about. There's something really, I think, I I don't want to just keep on saying unique, but it is unique and it is special. And I, and I am, have just been glad to be able to have this opportunity. So I feel like I'm starting to ramble a little bit, but you know, I, I just really want to make sure that I am focusing on all of the really just wonderful moments that I've had this year so far, and there's a lot more coming, and I just don't want to be taking things for granted. I want to celebrate in my successes and appreciate all of the things that I have going for me. And I'm very lucky to be able to say that. And listen, I know like if, if that's not where you're at right now and you're listening to it, just really stick the course. And if you need to make changes, make changes. I mean, it is, I, I moved across the country and I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that much about the job that I was taking. I really didn't know about the community that I was moving to, but I knew I had to do something different from where I was at. I, um, you know, haven't spoken about this that much in a public forum like that, but I was working for a university where if they knew that I was gay, they would have fired me. It was Judson University. It's a Baptist university. And I lived my life in fear for a year because I put my career ahead of anything else in my life. And I wanted to be a tenure track professor and they gave me that. And I took a lot of risks. I took a lot of risks leaving the comfort of a tenure track job, leaving higher ed in general. And, you know, it was all very calculated risks, of course. And I was confident that I was going to be financially secure and all of these things. And, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not a foolhardy person, uh, but I, I think if, if, if something's not working, you just really need to do some soul searching and figure out what you need to do to make it work. And that's kind of where I guess I'll leave it. I don't want to get preachy. I just, I, I, I hope that's not how this comes across because I don't pretend to be the expert, but I just know that I am really happy to be where I'm at. And my friends leave tomorrow, so I'm going to enjoy the last moments that we have together and, um, you know, just continue enjoying my great life in St. Petersburg. So thank you for listening. Um, Subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate me five stars if you wouldn't mind. That would help uh, a tremendous amount. Follow me on Twitter at Babbling Dan. You can follow me on Instagram at Daniel Burkett. And I will catch you on next week's episode. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for uh, just uh, keeping everything 
copacetic. Uh, all right, guys. I, uh, I think that's all I have. Uh, this has been Dan's Dab on Babble. Everyone, Babylon. on.